All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Mitch Michaels here on the Sports Podcast. We're into November. I just had our sports equinox. Everything's still in motion of the four major sports. There's some fights as well. It's a good time of year for everybody out there to just hunker down and get in on the action. Joining me now on this week's show, my good pal Eddie Murphy from the Extra Points Podcast and a lot of other news and notes as well. Native New Yorker, big hockey fan, lot to discuss, football, puck, and beyond. Eddie, welcome back to the show, and uh, we have a lot to get into. We do. It is a great time of year if you're a sports fan, uh, college football, pro football, World Series, NBA's back, NHL's been back. Um, you really can't beat it, so happy to be on as always, Mitch. You know, I appreciate you d- coming on here. There's a lot to dive into, as I mentioned, and uh, I want to start with football because it's always king, especially this time of year. We had our first coach firing, uh, mm-hmm. and we had a GM firing as well as a, an organization cleaning house yet again. It's the Vegas Raiders with McDaniel's out. They clear the front office too. This is a team that up until recently had some optimism, but that quickly went away. Uh, Eddie, starting there, and I'm not going to ever really defend Josh McDaniel's as a head coach, but when I looked at this from the twenty thousand foot view, or however that metaphor goes, I kind of got to put more blame on the front office for the assembly of you know, whatever their plan was, which I don't understand, the whiffing on a ton of draft picks, the talent that was organized. Again, not to give McDaniels a pass, but this seemed more like a structural failure at the top of the organization. Yeah, it's, uh, look, I mean, they, this team a few years back was the interim coach, what was his name, Rich Passaccia, mm-hmm. like gets him to the playoffs, like the team rallies around and there was like videos of like players crying. He was like writing out handwritten mm-hmm. notes to players. They loved them. You know, the teams in Vegas, they want to make a big splash, obviously. And you go and bring in a guy part of this Belichick coaching tree, which, you know, if Josh McDaniels was named Joe Smith and he Mm -hmm. had no affiliation with Bill Belichick, he wouldn't be the head coach of the Raiders after what happened in Denver. This is a guy that, like, he hitched his – like, he left Belichick for the first time. was like, I'm going to go to Denver and I'm going to hitch my wagon to Tim Tebow. Now, I'm saying this as a person who loved Tim Tebow out of Florida, one of the greatest college football players of all time, if not the greatest. And he's like, yep, this is going to be the guy. And, yeah, Tebow had his moments in the NFL, of course, but everyone kind of knew this was not a prototypical NFL quarterback. Plus, we were still kind of away from – where we are now in the league where coaches kind of adjust to the quarterback style that was not happening when Tebow was drafted in the first round. And they, he also took him way ahead of uh, where he probably should have went. Mm-hmm. So then that, that happens in Denver. We all know that at that ends, you know, they had the nice playoff win versus the Steelers, whatever. But then like he gets fired. It's a mess there. Rumblings around the league or that, you know, not a great guy. No one really loves him. And when you hear that kind of stuff, reversely, when you hear like we you, we both know we both hear stuff around like who, which coaches are liked and which players say something about play like about their head coaches. McDaniel's is never a guy that people were like, oh, they had glowing reviews about yeah. him. So he waits and waits and waits. Obviously, goes back to New England, waits for his next opportunity. Like I said, takes the job. You know, splashy gig in Vegas, uh, tough division, and he's like, I'm going to take over this team. Obviously, Derek Carr was there. You got you bring in Devontae Adams, who wanted to play with him, and then now this thing fizzles out again. Again, you you hit your wagon first <laughs> to to Derek uh, to Tim Tebow, and then you come over here, and then you're like, well, now Jimmy G is going to be the guy. I mean, that I was the thing, right? To. The the Jimmy G signing as like that's the guy, and then you know Adams, and you know we can get into Devontae too as well. Yeah. I don't have as much sympathy because he decided this is where I want to be. 
And you well, know. He, well, he decided he wanted to go there with Derek Carr, right. the Fresno connection. Yeah. So I, in a way, they're kind of holding him hostage here. Yeah. And I, I just feel like, t- like I've I've never heard Devontae Adams speak when he was a Packer. <laughs> I didn't know what his voice sounded like. No. I, I literally never heard of the guy. No. Didn't didn't peep up whatsoever. Just you know, con- consistently put up great numbers. And then now, since he's been in Vegas especially since Derek Carr left for New Orleans, it's only been a disaster. And he's just, you know, we always want people to be candid in sports, working in sports media, and he's doing more than that. Um, So I I actually kind of do feel for the guy because this clearly is a disjointed organization. I mean, Hunter Renfro was getting into public fights with Josh McDaniels. Obviously, the sad stuff with, like, Chandler Jones, but before Chandler Jones went fully crazy, he did say that, like, yep, nobody in the locker room likes McDaniels. Well, yeah, and and the Colts thing, too, right? Like, he took the Colts job and then just immediately back down and that whole thing no I know exactly lucky them I would look at two I mean I brought up the picks right Leatherwood was their first round pick he was a disaster Crosby obviously was the home run but Yogi Ferrell from Clemson uh, another one I mean they just haven't done good it's been disarray and you're going to pay a coach four full years of his salary basically to just go away so that does speak a lot about you know where this organization is and what the direction is and you know as well as I do I mean I know as good as anyone as a sports fan that the early round draft picks when you're a bad team, you have to hit some, you know, you have to at least hit some doubles and triples there because if you don't, you're wasting that opportunity. It's just going to keep the rebuild clock at zero. So, you know, that's, this team's got a lot to think about. Obviously you're in Mahomes' division, but seven teams getting to the playoffs. That shouldn't be an excuse. Like, oh, we're just in a tough division. Woe is me. Like there's a path to success or at least being confident that the Raiders are clearly not on. Maybe I'm nuts, but I mean, to me, like you're 100% right. Like they did miss on some, they missed on picks, high picks. Like you should never, Alex Leatherwood should not have been taken where he was taken. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was like three rounds away from where he should have been taken. But when you you give a quick look at their roster, it's not a miserable roster. It's not a roster void of talent. You Mm -hmm. have like the premier receiver, basically. You have one of the best running backs in football. He had a phenomenal year Mm -hmm. last year in Josh Jacobs. Uh, defensive side, you mentioned Crosby. They go and draft uh, what Tyree Wilson, like mm-hmm. his wingspan can reach from my house to your house. Like mm-hmm. unbelievable uh, edge rushers they have there. They have some you know nice pieces in the secondary, and I and their depth at certain positions is not bad. Even like going to get a guy like Michael yeah. Mayer, my guy Notre Dame in the second round. Like you have weapons, you have the mm-hmm. ability to move the ball. I don't think. Jimmy G is as bad as he, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe something happened with him. Maybe these injuries that's been happening are that bad, that, that serious. But I feel like, you know, we're a few years away removed from when he was in a Super Bowl right. and looking like a, a league average, at least competent, yeah. maybe slightly above average uh, uh-huh. a game manager. And this is like NFL season where I'm be- I believe we're breaking records for the most amount of rookie quarterbacks playing. I think we're up to like <laughs> eight or nine already after this <laughs> yeah, weekend yeah. because I believe the Vikes and the Cardinals are both going to be starting um rookies here so uh, i mean I, I yeah like i think jimmy g would have been fine with if you maybe had a different head coach slash offensive coordinator so i'm i'm kind of i'm quite surprised that the team has been as like kind of hard to watch as they have been because i did think they were maybe not a playoff team but like all right maybe you know near that seven eight win mark maybe flirt with the playoffs and again like i did fully expect them to probably finish third or fourth just because you assume that the, the it's the chiefs division without a doubt and then yeah the charges just have, the yeah. have one of the better rosters in football so um but yeah i mean you could so even though they were never destined mm-hmm. for the playoffs it's still a disappointment yeah i would just also add with the jimmy g stuff i do think it's more the accumulation of all the injuries he's had there's been a lot that's happened with him even this year so you know if you're yeah. a league average which is still a, you know a, a solid place to be 
it doesn't, you know, bode well that just keep getting injured. So back you know, injuries too, like yeah. which will never heal. It just no. seems like back injuries just linger forever. No, there's there's been a lot. It's been an interesting season, as you know, uh, with you know the Chiefs losing to the Broncos. We know the NFL is going to have its upsets. The Eagles still the one loss team. They've had some close games. I think this is kind of where we are with the NFL, though, right, Eddie? Where there's obviously injuries, and it feels like I don't have the data, but it's been a kind of brutal year for injuries too. But you know, you're going to have close games. You're going to have to just survive and try to peak at the end of the year. We're still searching for great teams. Even the Eagles, who have been the face of the NFC so far, you know, they haven't really turned it on all the way. We thought the Niners were there. They've lost three straight. I think we're in that <laughs> we're in that part of the year where there really aren't any great teams as of yet. Uh, I'm going to push back on that. Okay. I think we've, and I'm not saying you're guilty of this, but I think it's just the weird like mindset of this social media NFL in 2023 hot take society where okay. everyone has to have the greatest and latest uh, view of the sport that no one else has. It's <laughs> like we've seen two teams go undefeated. One, obviously the Dolphins, 72 Dolphins finish undefeated, the Patriots regular season, and then losing to the Giants. Like, this doesn't happen. And to me, it's weird when teams lose games. It's like, oh, they're no longer good. And that quarterback, yeah. he sucks. And and it's like, well. I'll say like good versus great. Like that was where, and, and, and not to just kind of expand on that a little bit. Yeah. Like not that they can't be great. And I would, I would point to a lot of those Patriots teams that won Super Bowl. They weren't great midway through the year. They became right. great and they became chameleons. So that's, and, and, and I could point to the specifics of these teams, right? The Eagles have just kind of been playing with their food a little bit. They clearly have the potential to turn it on and be great. And the Bengals might be on that track after what they did last week. The point being that there's still some things that even the very top teams are working out. So I, I do think there's a lot of good teams with potential to be yeah. great. But, you know, and maybe yeah. it is a rare thing. There's only been a few years where we've had these juggernaut teams that have gone through. And a lot of times those teams have gotten upset in the playoffs. That's exactly my point. And that's and I was going to bring up the Bengals, too, where it's like, you know, if the Bengals make it to the AFC title game or make it to the Super Bowl and whatever, even if they win it, mm -hmm. we're not going to be like, well, no, 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 no. Don't give them the Lombardi because do you remember how bad they yeah. were in September? Mm -hmm. Like, no one's going to do that. Right. Like, I know they haven't beat an AFC team yet, uh, even though they are in the AFC. And, you know, this is not college football. You don't need to be Georgia going 12-0 to win the title. You could be uh, a 3-4-5 lost team mm -hmm. and win the Super Bowl in the NFL. That's the beauty of it. Um, so, yeah, like, like, there's not going to be a juggernaut team with like a uh, with barely any losses. Maybe the Eagles have the chance to do that. Who knows? Maybe the Niners don't lose a single game the rest of the way, only have these three losses. I would still consider that a really damn good team. And yeah, yeah like you're going to have your bumps and bruises. We all knew that Brock Purdy wasn't go undefeated for his entire career and barely throwing interceptions. Like it was bound to happen. Um, I just think that teams, like you said, deal with injuries and sometimes matches were tough and just sometimes like it, you just have sloppy games. And that's yeah. the reason why you have bye weeks. And that's the reason why mm -hmm. you have coaching adjustments. I think if you if I had to kind of separate the teams that I actually fear, I, I still think the, the Niners are a team that no one wants to play. I still think that the Eagles are they are my Super Bowl winning team yeah. uh, this year. I thought the Eagle I thought we'd probably have a rematch. Uh, which is a boring take, but I had a reverse uh, finish. I had the the Eagles winning this game. I think AJ Brown's on an insane. It's tear. insane. It's insane and what then, he's doing. Yeah. And and just to kind of get to the Niners, like, and that was going to be my question. So you're not too phased right now with their long term value. And I bring up the fact that they lost first place in the division. I know there's still a lot of football left, but the yeah. Seahawks coming on and. You know, they've, they had the win against my Browns, and they've been doing well. In addition, they beat the Lions I, in Detroit. Yeah. But you're still on the Niners at least to win the division and be that second I just, team. 
Yeah, I just think if you had to pull the 30 of the other 32 teams yep. saying if you had to play the Seahawks or the, or the 49ers, who would you rather play? I think most teams are going to – I mean, every single team will pick the Seahawks. Just after that, my opinion the, on the that, trade, think, too, the Chase Young addition, too, is, is you know another body in the, in the line. I know he doesn't have to be the guy there, but – yeah, they were one of the few that, teams well, to get I think aggressive. that's definitely going to help him. He, yeah. he kind of came into the league as having to be the guy, and he never really became that. I mean, we saw this in the offseason. They declined his option. Um, but when you're playing on a line with Nick Bosa, you don't have to be the guy. And plus having, uh, you know, what's his name, Hargrave and having uh, Armstead there. I mean, their their depth is just unreal. And that's why I believe, like, a full, healthy, full-strength 49ers team, obviously they've been missing Debo for a few weeks. Like, they're just so loaded everywhere. Their defense is just so good. It's only gotten better. And their offense, like, yeah, I, I mean, like, Purdy can't make the mistakes. He's been looking pretty pedestrian. But, like, Christian McCaffrey scored in 17 straight games dating back to last year. That's amazing. And one, of the, one of the better tight ends in the game. And then having this, like, I Brandon Ayuk is, is their best receiver. But Debo is just, like, this kind of, uh, I don't even know how to describe Swiss it. Swiss like Army knife? Trades player. He, yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife. He does everything. Yeah. So you really need him healthy to be at your like at full strength here. So I, I still think they're the best team. Mm-hmm. You know, If they had to play the Eagles, I think that's going to be a hell of a matchup in the title mm-hmm. game if it comes to that. But I, I still think those two teams are probably <laughs> head and shoulders above yeah. most teams. The AFC, people kind of forget about the Chiefs because they're just so good. They're just so consistent. But I was disappointed that the Chiefs <laughs> never – got a receiver mm. at this deadline like stop trying to force Rasheed Rice to be your number one <laughs> yeah. receiver here I understand you have Kelsey and that's the thing that's like crazy for the Chiefs too it's like we know Andy Reid we know Andy Reid's never gonna run the ball he's never pounded the rock he's never been that way even as head coach of the Eagles he's right. always been a throw to the running back guy that's fine I don't expect that but what's crazy is like Travis Kelsey at age 34 years old you know the passing game plans like stop Kelsey, and then nobody's been able to do that. So right. I kind of understand why. And then plus getting rid of Tyree Kill, which is nuts. You get rid of him, and they win a Super Bowl anyway. It is absolutely nuts. I, but like yeah. trying this Kadarius Tony experiment, yeah. that's not working. The Justin Ross experiment, clearly not working. He's having off uh, off the field troubles. Mm-hmm. And then like Rasheed Rice and and uh, um, I'm blanking on the uh, on Sky Moore. Like and they brought Hardman just, back no too. No one's really becoming like, and they got they get brought Hardman back. But you have a pile of men. <laughs> you have a pile of like, <laughs> you know, C plus guys. Like <laughs> if you know, I know the Broncos would have never traded in division, and they had they were kind of dangling uh, Sutton and Judy. But like you saw the Lions go and get Donovan Peoples Jones from like the <laughs> Browns. Like there there were guys to be had. Um, so I thought that was a really big mess up on their part because I do think that. Just make Mahomes' life a little bit easier. Don't make him have to do sure. everything, go above and beyond. So that was disappointing, but I still think the, the Chiefs are a, a, as good as can be, and they were bound to lose. So the, they haven't lost the Broncos since 2015, <laughs> and it was bound to happen. So I, yeah. I'm not too crazy over that. Yeah, and Mahomes being sick, we know that was part of it as yeah, well. Game, right? I think it's I think it's just it's a different view of the Chiefs because their offense clearly isn't, to this point even last year, on the level. He's clicking on those cylinders for most of the reasons you mentioned not pounding the rock, not having the receiver, but the defense is noticeably better. So that might bode well for December, January football, even if they don't get the one seed, which is so much more valuable now that they're the only seed that gets a buy in the playoffs. Eagles and Chiefs last year, and then they go to the Super Bowl. So um, I think it's going to be interesting and fascinating there. And I, I wanted to get back to the NFC for one quick one. Where are you with the Lions? Like some people think second best. I mean, the record would say second best in the NFC. Some people might not be buying it, have to see it against big teams and big games. Where are you with the Lions now? I mean, they're 
they're to me they're not better than the Eagles and they're not better than the 49ers. And then we saw that um, that great game early in the season yeah, versus Seahawks. the Seahawks, yeah. where the Seahawks beat them. I think they're probably the level of the Seahawks. Even if the Seahawks won that, uh, yeah, it, I mean it's one of those things too where the Seahawks are home, they probably win that game. The Lions are home, so they <laughs> so want it. Are they uh, Cowboys I mean, level? Like where would you? How would you stack those two teams up? Dallas and Detroit. The, the Cowboys are the Cowboys are so Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know. I I gotta say though, you have, you have to be pretty encouraged with Dallas lately. Like you know, people were saying is Dak, you know, Dak's on his way out, and then he finally has a couple good games. The the difference in these games where they've kind of exploded or blown out teams are the games that where Dak finds Ceedee Lamb and Ceedee Lamb has massive games. He's finally scoring touchdowns. Um, shocker when you get the ball to one of your best players, they make good plays. I think obviously moving on from Zeke was probably the right move, but relying on Tony Pollard to be like the bell cow. That's just not who he is. Right. He's not, you need like, he's lightning. You need thunder. They don't have that. So, uh, I, you know, they have to just be not like gimmicky on offense, but Dak has to run all those RPOs and he has to just, but they have a, a plethora of weapons. So you have cooks and you have the tight ends there, Ferguson, you have like guys you can get the ball to. Obviously I said CD lamp. So it's not like they're void of talent. Um, and their defense is obviously going to be the bright spot, but losing gigs, hurt them like massively. So I, I think they have their flaws. I think they're, they may get hot at the right time, but I still think they're, there's like a tier and I still think the Eagles and Niners are probably in the tier by themselves. And then that next tier has the lions, the Seahawks, yeah. the Cowboys. If I had to pick the best team, the one I expect the, you know, the most out of or to go far in the playoffs, like I, I think I may go with the Seahawks. Um, I just Oof. really love I love their defense. I love like their their home field is the best home field in football. Their advantage there. Um, the duo running back is good. I think JSN's finally showing up and having a couple good games. You have three great receivers there. And you know, Geno Smith, you know, I real I mean, the weirdest start to any player's career, but it's just been super consistent. So like the thing with Dak is like Dak again being Jekyll and Hyde, you could have games where Dak who led the league in interceptions last year could have a game with like mm-hmm. zero touchdown passes, two, three interceptions, and look sloppy. And uh, I, I just you don't really get that from the Seahawks. The Lions, I think, have the potential to be on that top tier, but they just do some really strange personnel things. Like I don't understand them drafting Jameer Gibbs and then not really using him until like, the last two weeks of the season. They go and take Jamison Williams, who obviously misses games because of the gambling stuff. But then they're like not thrilled with his drops, so mm-hmm. they go and make the move for Peoples Jones. So I, I think they have the ability to be right. great. I, I'd like to see their defense be a little bit tougher. I'm sorry, I think Seahaw- the Seahawks are a little bit better than them in that regard. But you know, I, I think I wouldn't be shocked. Also, if one of those two teams made the NFC title game either. So I, I just think that um, the NFC is in a good spot mm-hmm. right now. We all thought it was going to be the AFC, mm-hmm. but I think the NFC clearly has the better teams in the in the league this year. I think I would go Dallas slightly, just that defense, Parsons, and being an X factor. But I get it. It's tough, and there's a lot to be decided, and we're going to have to revisit this a little later. My other, I know we're not (laughs) in the hot take business, but I was thinking about that when you were talking about receivers and C.D. Lamb. Ranking receivers is the hardest thing to do because it's so dependent on someone else, maybe more than any position in sports. Like DeAndre Hopkins looked like he's back from the dead, and it, he'd yep. probably tell you I was this good all the time. No one would just give me the ball. You know, if Devontae Adams, if, if O'Connell tears it up now that he's playing for the Raiders, he might look like the all-pro version. So I just think with that, like C.D. Lamb awakens, but it's like, yeah, he'll tell you I was open the whole time. Yeah, that's that's it's so strange. I mean, I know defense's game plan to take guys out of the game, but there were and there were games this year. Didn't 
Adams have like 20 targets in a game. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I can't even remember if they even won that game, the Raiders. But I just feel like you see what the Dolphins do, where it's two is like, oh, I'm going to throw to Tyreek Hill down the field and he's going to score a touchdown because he's our best player. Like, I don't understand teams that don't get their best player the he's, ball. He's probably the only guy that like, he can just get open even when he's, even when you know it's coming and you're game planning for him. Tyreek right. is just ridiculous. Like, there's nobody like him. But, but you know what? Like, their their team again with defense to try to game plan guy like game script them out of the game. There are teams that find a way to get their best players the football. Like the mm-hmm. Eagles do it with uh, AJ Brown. I'm not saying he's their best football player, but you know, best receiver. Mm-hmm. They do there, it yeah. like Diggs gets the ball a ton in Buffalo, and like we're saying, Tyree Kill gets. It. I said Travis Kelsey gets it in Kansas yeah. City. So it is strange when you see the. I mean, look at the even the Rams. Like Cooper Cobb comes back from an injury, and he, he, every game it's like you know 12, 13, 14 targets. So it's like they're finding a way. They're are ways to get your best players the football it doesn't make any sense why cd lamb was not scoring until right. the last couple weeks it doesn't make any sense why Devonte adams is having the, like the worst four game stretch of his career where he's slamming his helmet on the sideline so i think it's a bad job by the quarterbacks that's kind of why my that's why i was not as high on dallas as you are is because of the hot and cold play of Dak and not just doing the the smart things and mm-hmm. kind of changing their offense to they change their offense to be more uh, conservative because of Dak's interception. So mm-hmm. that's the thing that kind of bothered me with mm-hmm. their uh, offensive game plan. But it doesn't make any sense as to why, like, if you're the Raiders and you have this all pro get him the football and just let him like make something yeah. happen with it. And I just don't understand why teams don't do that. So, um, yeah, like I, I think I, I think a large part of the receivers not performing and you mentioned a guy like new Hopkins, who all of a sudden will levis is like well i'm you a good first start I mean, i'm not, gonna just chuck it to him like, i was just shocked sense. Yeah. were you shocked by that because i did not expect levis to look that good no I, i'm completely shocked by it i mean he he came in to the draft with like some first round expectations and that kind of like cooled off um obviously the tie-ins taking a quarterback in back-to-back drafts pretty much says that like yeah we don't believe in Malik Willis whatsoever <laughs> he was probably a guy that was uh, talked up way too highly Levis was kind of like uninspiring in his draft year I mean he beat Anthony Richardson head-to-head but he wasn't anything phenomenal and out of every report of training camp all they said was like how it was a situation where like, they clearly didn't want to stay with Tannehill they wanted to move on I think the organization kind of realizes like all right, we're at the end of the road here with this like this current iteration of the Titans team like the Tannehill the run heavy with Derrick Henry you know Vrabel's going to coach up that defense and we're going to win the AFC South everyone kind of knew time to pass the mantle over to the Jaguars but he um you know with Tannehill struggling getting injured and then putting Levis in uh I, I was shocked just because they said like he was just so bad in in mm-hmm. preseason and in the offseason workouts this is a guy that you know drinks his coffee with mayonnaise so i was not expecting that and i actually kind of did think like i don't get why deandre hopkins who's at the end of his career wanted to go to a team that's going to be struggling for a, a playoff right. spot just go to a contender and you know now with you know the the four touchdown performance from levis um i he's you know revitalized nuke hopkins and i i guess he is you know yeah. he never really lost it he just never had the connection with the with the quarterback so this will be a big test on thursday the thursday night game versus the uh, the steelers here mm. kind of you know more eyeballs on amazon everyone's going to be watching him and if he goes up against you know what normally is a good defense not so much this year with out make if it's Patrick if he lights them up I mean it it just that's how weird the NFL has been lately with finding quarterbacks it's like the Brock Purdy effect you know Mr. Irrelevant Levis guy we kind of forgot about goes doesn't go in the first round you know they take quarterbacks back to back years he somehow wins that job after Tannehill goes down and then look great he's he's gonna be awesome so you know we'll we'll see huge test for him but I I, I definitely was floored by mm-hmm. by his uh, performance 
We want to talk a little more football here with Eddie Murphy on the Money Mitch Effect. Uh, Got to mention, you know, where my Browns are at. A really weird time to be four and three, given that there's so much to like on in, in some areas, so much to dislike in others. But I guess I would have said four and three at this point, given the schedule was okay. But, man, the quarterback issues do still, you know, hang over this team like a black cloud, given the Watson stuff. P.J. Walker really did regress at times, especially last week. But here I am still talking to you in love with this defense. So I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel, given the fact, Eddie, that the division is heating back up again. The Steelers are like zombies. The Ravens have that new offensive look that's kind of clicking on all cylinders now, and the Bengals are finding their stride. But from an outsider's perspective, what do you think about this Browns team and the rest of the AFC North race? Well, I was pretty bullish on the Browns in the preseason. I believe my picks were Bengals should win it. I had the, but I had the Browns a double-digit win team, uh, just missing the division crown, but making the wild card. And then I had the Ravens third. Uh, I just wasn't a huge believer in you know Lamar Jackson finishing a season. He's he's been a, a talk about a quarterback who makes dumb bonehead mistakes. He does, especially new offensive coordinator with Todd Munkin from Georgia. And then I had the Steelers fourth just because I'm not a believer in, in Kenny Pickett. I don't think there, there's a couple you know flaws to that team. And uh, the AFC North is just the weirdest division. But back to your Browns, like I could – and again, this is somebody who likes them, and I think the defense right now probably is the best unit in the NFL, a phenomenal run game. I think you have enough weapons on the outside and plus Njoku. But I think you could make the case that – you have the worst quarterback situation in all of football. And that's largely due to the money given to Deshaun Watson. Mm. But like being first in defensive efficiency, being second in special teams efficiency, and then being 31st mm. in offensive uh, efficiency is insane. With, with a and good again, run game, too, which is funny. We're 31st, and the run game is not terrible. The other run games are fine, whether it's Jerome Ford or Pierre Strong, any, or, you know, yeah. Kareem Hunt, any yeah. guy you put in there after the devastating injury to Nick Chubb. It's been great because you have a great offensive line and you have a great offensive minded head coach um, in Stefanski. So I, I know I I do think that like everything is in place for this team to be a real factor, especially could you play that January, you know, playoff type football, the cold weather, the smash mouth like you got to love that. And then, you know, if you had if you guys had. Houston Texans level Deshaun Watson. I mean, you're you're an unbelievable team. You're yeah. you're instantly in the Super Bowl. <laughs> not only Super Bowl conversation, but like, oh, they should probably win the Super Bowl. That that like that's how good the there. rest of your team is playing this year. Um, and he's been anything but that. And you know, I, this is I mean, I'm not coming on here to to slander and crush PJ Walker. It's not his fault. You guys, no, are he's a backup though. I mean, like that's exactly. like that's the expectations there. And you know, you just hope that. You can get by until you get a permanent answer, but what's the answer? Because, like you said, we're completely crippled by this by this contract situation, not getting the production, and the injury stuff has been weird too. Uh, I just been, yeah, it's been so weird. Just from an outsider, like I don't know exactly what's going on, but like just hearing the head coach say different stuff than the quarterback who says different stuff than the front office, uh, basically in, in the last few weeks on a week to week basis. Now it's been very very strange. But even when uh Deshaun was in games in the season and playing I know you had a couple of sloppy weather games and but he just looked bad he just did not look like himself he was right. under throwing right. people throwing to the dirt this, this still uh, feels like a, I mean this still feels like maybe it's because as we mentioned as you said and I agree with the the AFC is taking a step back with the Rodgers injury although he may be coming back we'll see but with teams faltering the Chargers have not looked great and you know all these things there still feels like a reasonable path, right, where three teams can get in from this division? I think so. 
I think so. I mean, the the Ravens have shocked me. I think we'll see now. I know Pickett's intending to play on on TNF, uh, but he's a tough guy, and I, I give him credit for that. But he's clearly banged up. I just don't know how you know it, without Minka Fitzpatrick, they're going to take a hit defensively. But I think we can kind of count the Steelers out. Um, I think the Bengals are going to start surging at the right time. And I think that no matter what, I mean, you guys are going to be in the mix because of just how dominant that defense is. Mm-hmm. And you have a stable running game. Um, I know, like, it's hard, it's easy to say, oh, make a move, a minor move for another, you know, feasible backup, whatever, like an Andy Dalton or of sorts um, at the deadline. But again, when you're invested that much guaranteed money into Deshaun Watson, it really makes us a headache uh, for the organization. And one of the all time bad moves. And it's like. People yes. hated to begin with because of the guaranteed money and because of his off the field stuff. And I'm just strictly talking about on the field. It's bad now because on the field he looks literally like a bottom three quarterback of how he's been yeah. playing, and um, that's that's what's frustrating about it. If he was giving you league average play, then you're like, okay, I'm good with this. So uh, the AFC playoff picture right now, I mean, they could probably get three teams. Uh, I think a team that's also going to be make some noise later on in the season is going to be the Jaguars, who are just going to coast to that AFC title right. victory. I know the right. Texans have been nice. Uh, CJ Stroud breaking that Buckeyes quarterback curse in the NFL. That's great for them. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think right now the East, it's going to be the Dolphins. But, you know, the Dolphins in that in cold weather games, um, you know, tough games. Uh, and they haven't really the road, beaten, they haven't beaten be a good team yet this year, you know, for, for looking at it like that. So this is a chance against the Chiefs in Germany. But the Dolphins, you know, they want to step up. I That's why I'll, and I'll segue into the wrap on the NFL. Like some pretty good matchups this week with Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, Bengals. Dolphins, yep. Chiefs. I think we'll have a better idea for the pecking order of where we are at least halfway through the season with some of these, you know, high-profile matchups. Totally agree. And plus, it's the thing too. It's like we're finally getting into November. It's like teams started. You can start to make your 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 decisions now. That's why I just said before. I just can't stand like the hot take, uh, you know, reactionary prisoner of the moment culture that we're in, where it's like, okay, well, it's week three, so I'm not gonna say, you know, you know, this team because oh, the Chiefs lost week one. They're terrible. Now I'm good. But uh, I'm with you completely. I think this is gonna be a huge week to see really how things shake up. It's gonna be a very interesting week. I, I'm I have not made my official picks yet for. Uh, my other shows yeah. but it's going to be a tough one this is going to be the most <laughs> amount of research and uh or just coin flips either of the two so many good ones also would add seahawks ravens to the mix so there's some some good games to uh be held well before i let you go eddie murphy here on the money mitch effect some quick uh hockey thoughts you know i know your rangers are streaking we've had uh, the oilers dipping mcdavid was back they won the heritage classic jack hughes is leading the league in points uh just any any quick nhl thoughts i know we're early but the season's racing along yeah, I mean, to start with, uh, well, I'm glad McDavid's back. We need him, especially a guy that's coming into the year with being like the the overwhelming favorite to win the heart again. Jack Hughes, though, making his case. I got a hand to the Devils for how they, you know, developed Hughes, where they they took him. They're not a very good team. They say, Jack Hughes, we're going to put you on the first line. We're going to put you in the first power play unit. You're going to just play, 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 play. And it turned out, you know, it really formed him to a, a quality player. Um, so good for them. It really pains me to give the Devils any credit, um, but I could do that right now because I'm sitting three points ahead of them in the Metro standings, which is very, very nice. But he, they, you know, they develop. And you see teams like my Rangers are a good example too of kind of slow developing their younger prospects. And I just really liked what the the Devils mm-hmm. did. And you can kind of see that parallel right now um, in Chicago with Bedard. Um, you know, putting Bedard basically everywhere. I mean, that first game of his uh, of his career. On opening night, I mean, I can't imagine the nerves going through him. And they, 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 they take a penalty. The Penguins take a penalty. 
And then Bedard was heading to the bench, sitting on the bench to go, okay, you're on right back out. So his shift is over, but the power play comes back right back out and he has to go back out there. I think that's the way if I was uh, ever to be a head coach in my future in the NHL, that's <laughs> yeah. how I would handle my, my star play. So I, I love that. Um, but, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled with, you know, people were kind of, I don't know, not like poo pooing, but when the NHL has a, a bad problem with like the retread head coaches, I think we talked about this before, but <laughs> when you go and hire Peter Lavalier, who's kind of bounced around the league and he's had success, um, you know, pretty much everywhere, uh-huh. um, especially winning the cup with Carolina, people were just not really giving a reaction. I would say almost it's a negative New York Rangers off season just because of how things ended and, you know, the, the, losing a couple guys in free agency. But it is night and day to whatever system that, you know, Gerard Gallant had the last couple of seasons. The younger players are playing more. They're in, way more involved. The team is not just winning games because uh, of Igor standing on his head. They're winning complete games. They're just dominating teams. So it feels good. And head coaches do make a difference. So I find it funny that yeah. <laughs> when the, the coach doesn't really generate a reaction, maybe it actually is a good thing. And um, But it's been a, a great start to the season. The Bruins are trying to break a record again without, you know, any uh, regulation losses. So the the Red Wings have been a nice surprise. It's just been a, a yeah. great season. And, I'm, and the one the one last thing I'll say about my quick hitters here. Um, bet against the San Jose Sharks in every <laughs> single game. If you live in a state where it's legal to bet, just bet Worst against team. the Sharks. You will make money. You will you will probably hit like giving up the goal and a half, even sometimes the two and a half goals. <laughs> um, you will probably hit on like sixty five out of like eighty two games, and you'll be a very rich person. Oh eight and one, one of the on pace for obviously a, a horrific start that would be all time worst. They've only lost one game by a goal. Every other game has been more, and they've got nine goals in nine games. So yeah. Bet against the Sharks. It is early, and we know a lot of this stuff's going to shake out. The Bruins, it's it's nice for their sake to see that the culture's there, that they're able to overcome not only, you know, how they lost last year, but no Patrice Bergeron anymore. Marshawn slides into the captain role, and they don't miss a beat. It says a lot about that organization. The Penguin struggles were another one. They had all this. Oh, yeah. How can I even on the forget outside? that? I yeah. mean, bringing in the Norris Trophy winner. You, you, oh, they're going to be Fewest awesome. Points like, in the I mean, Eastern they are Conference. literally the bottom of the yeah. barrel um, in the Metro, like looking up at your Blue Jackets. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. Just, I mean, uh, minus, <laughs> Carlson, a minus one in the season. Uh, I think he only has like four points. So he's not even like really contributing. I mean, they're, they're losing to the Ducks, a five on three. Yeah. And the Ducks go and beat them. I mean, it's just, it's so it's so great i'm I mean, so happy like they lost two in a row yeah uh, it's music to my ears there's teams that have shown fight that we don't expect to be in the playoffs like my blue jackets even the flyers and canadians are doing pretty well um but then yep. there's also like the leafs lost to the kings last night on national tv i think the kings are, are built pretty good leafs are always going to have that pressure but yeah detroit has the leg up on what we'd call right that next tier of teams you know is florida going to back back up their run last year ottawa and buffalo not off to the hot starts you, you had a feeling right like one of those teams would break through and Still a lot of hockey left, obviously, but it could be the Red Wings this year. It's been a while, but Stevie Wise got, you know, at least the nucleus now. Yeah, I think like you mentioned, like looking at that Atlantic with you know, the Bruins, obviously the second most points in the league uh, with 17 and then the Red Wings and Canadians with 13 total right behind mm-hmm. them. I think I obviously I feel like you probably agree with me on this, but I feel like the Red Wings are probably in a better position to be more consistent and maybe be kind of in the race going forward more so than the Canadians. I just don't yeah. think Canadians. I, 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 I expect Ottawa and Buffalo to make a push too, but yeah, I don't Montreal. This seems like the, the quick start by a team that. We'd have to look at the schedule, so maybe they got yeah. some favorable matchups. The last last point on hockey is, you know, a good start for obviously Vegas. They hit the ground running, you mm-hmm. know, not looking not looking slow at all. Nine zero and one there. Also, 
it's not surprising that Colorado, this is the get right year after last year where they had a little bit of the cup hangover, the injuries, still no Landeskog, obviously, but that was, you know, it's not shocking where the West is right now with Vegas and Colorado. Edmonton, obviously, being at the bottom is, but Vegas and Colorado were expected for long success. Yeah, I think really, I, I definitely, just a quick glance at it, like you think, I thought the Kraken would regress a little bit. Um, I think we talked about in one of my shows about I would bet them to not make the playoffs, I think, last year, which is everything was right for them. Uh, the, I guess the kind of shocker so far at the Ducks right now with 10 points, but you know, the night, you know, the NHL lately has been a kind of a league where you we'd have seen like these kind of dynastic sort of stretches where you had, you know, obviously we had the Lightning recently and we remember the, the Blackhawks had theirs and the Penguins had theirs. And every, so teams win consistently so that the Knights are back in the cup. Like yeah. I, it wouldn't really shock me. I, that was I never they didn't get worse in the offseason. So <laughs> I just didn't think that, um, you know, I didn't think they were going to go anywhere. Obviously, the Canucks being where they are is a little bit of a shock. The Kings, I think we're both pretty high on. They have a great foundation. And then, yeah, the, the Avalanche just they had the worst injury luck, mm-hmm. actually avoided some you know injury. Bad news with McCarr took a nasty hit into the boards and he just returned to the game but I, I think they'll be right there the stars right behind them i actually picked this my kind of hot take was i picked the stars to um make the stanley cup final out of the west this year i i like their roster a lot as well okay. so not a, a ton of surprises so far i just feel like how you said it's a it's a schedule thing it's early in the season and i think come back in a around the holidays and christmas time then we'll see kind of more how the the mm-hmm. league will look going forward yeah, Vegas lost one player from that team, so they are they are yeah. primed to do it again. Uh, yeah. Here we go. It's uh, it's been a great great start of the hockey season, great football season. Eddie Murphy, follow him on Twitter and uh, check out the Extra Points podcast for some outstanding content as well as some football picks too. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Anytime, Mitch. You're the best. That was the Money Mitch Effect. Follow me on Twitter, Money Mitch M21. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well as other podcast platforms. We're back next week to talk more football, some college as well as some pros and whatever happens in the sport calendar. Freddie Murphy, my name is Mitch Michaels. Thank you for listening to the Money Mitch Effect. Talk to you next week. Keep enjoying sports.